introverted noise. Hurry up, Daddy. All right, welcome back to the Climbing the Pocket One a Day Draft Series. We had a, we gave the man a, a night off, had some things to take care of, but he is back to talk running backs. QB one, my man, how you doing? How you been? Good man, you know, ready to talk about some running running backs. Excuse me. Oh, man, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's been a, it's been a long it's been a long day. It's been a long day. I get it. I understand it's a big day for you here. And uh, we are excited to talk about Saxy Prince's favorite position, round out <laughs> one of the one-a-day draft series, talking about running backs. And running backs is a is a funny position, for me anyway, because I feel like it's the position that people end up talking about the most because it's the one people seem to feel like they can analyze the most. People seem to have the most opinions about running back because – from a distance, it seems like it maybe is the easiest position for us to, to kind of look at it and watch film and decide who's good, who's not good, and, and which players are exciting and not exciting and all of those sorts of things. But I imagine from your perspective, when you're actually getting into scouting and really looking at the traits that are going to transfer from the college game to the, the pro game, you're probably looking at it a little bit closely, a little bit more nuanced. So can you help us understand beyond like the testing numbers and, you know, the stats and all of that, what you're looking at to help you scout running backs to determine which ones are most likely to be successful when they get to the NFL. Yeah. So there's really a complete list of things that I look at. And the first one for me is always footwork. How good and efficient are they in short areas and how efficient are they in long areas as well? So I'm big on footwork because some backs you see that can create something out of nothing and there's others that really can't create anything if they do not have proper blocks in front of them. And with the state of the, the current state of offensive line play throughout the league, everything is not always going to be a clean pitcher. So you see guys with these great feet like LaShawn McCoy, Le'Veon Bell, and the list goes on and on of guys that have had success in the league when there isn't always a clear pitcher because they're able to get themselves out of non-optimal situations. And so Footwork is a trait that I really do look for. And one guy that has fantastic feet, I think he has the best feet of any running back in this class, and that's Devin Singletary uh, from Florida Atlantic. Now, he doesn't have that necessary long speed that you're looking for, but that's just not the type of running back that he is. He's not a guy that's going to get what I like to call the chunk yardage or those explosive plays. But if you're looking for a guy that really is scheme-proof and create can create something out of nothing, that's something that he did do when he was at Florida Atlantic. And there's a host of other guys that I like, too, Josh Jacobs is another running back that seems to be the consensus top guy amongst most boards right now. Uh, David Montgomery is another guy that that can create something out of nothing, and he's really good at what I like to call contact balance. And Kareem Hunt really made that famous because it just seems like he isn't phased when going through the first and second levels of the defense, and he's always able to come out clean. But it's a really underwhelming class overall, and I think there's a bunch of 1B type of running backs, and I don't think there's many guys that can be that bell cow guy that you're looking for. But if you're looking to add a certain role on a committee, I think this is the running back class for you. All right. Well, with that said, you started shooting out some names for us already. Um, and like you said, it's an underwhelming class. Generally speaking, you know, we, we joke, but it's kind of serious, too, around climbing the pocket that, you know, generally are not going to be picking a running back on day one. But if like you had to pick a running back on day one, are there any that you would really be excited to do in this class? Like, is there anyone that you have a first round grade on in a, no. 
in this upcoming draft class? No, okay. it's not. My earliest grade in this class is mid-second round, and that's Josh Ooh. Jacobs. Okay, well, then let's skip the first round <laughs> and hop on over to day two of this year's draft. And, uh, yeah, Josh Jacobs, tell me about him. Yeah, so he's a guy that he was a part of a committee uh, alongside Damian Harris and Najee Harris uh, in the Alabama Crimson Tide backfield. They really shared the wealth, and when he got his turn, he really did flash. He has that mean uh, tenacity that he runs with. He runs extremely hard, and I think he can catch out of the backfield, but I don't think his hands are as great as a lot of people are making it seem. They are. I think he fights the ball and double catches quite a bit, uh, but they did get a bit uh, creative with him out of the backfield. They ran him down the seam a couple times and allowed him to run some wheel routes and even option routes out of the backfield when they did incorporate the running back in certain patterns. But I don't think he's a highly consistent catcher, but I think he's able to do it just enough to be able to be able to stay on the field on third down. He does need to clean up his pass protection a bit. He could be a bit more physical in that area, but I think he can be a lead back in a committee, but I think he's going to be a lower tier type of guy. I don't think he's ever going to be that upper echelon guy that you can count on consistently. He has had some injuries throughout his tenure as well. He's had some hamstring issues. Uh, throughout his time at Alabama. So there is some injury concerns with him and even going back to why he didn't participate in the combine uh, a couple months ago. So there is some injury risk with him, but he, I think he's separated himself as the consensus top guy, despite his low testing numbers. Okay. Josh Jacobs round two, anybody else that you're taking on day two of the draft, who else you like? Yeah. And I think that's where most of these running backs are going to go. In the third round, I think there's going to be a bunch that flies off the board. David Montgomery, who's my second-ranked running back. Miles Sanders, who is my third-ranked running back. And Damian Harris from Alabama. And I think he needs to get a little bit more credit than what he's gotten to this point. Now, he's never going to be a guy that, once again, is that upper echelon type of back. But I think you know exactly what you're getting from him right away. Now, you're going to be looking to upgrade from him as his career goes along, because I think he's basically capped out and reached his ceiling to this point. But that is okay because he has a super high floor and you know exactly what you're getting from him as soon as he steps foot on the field. So I like Damian Harris. He can catch out of the backfield. He needs to be a bit more patient in his approach and learn learn how to set up his blocks a bit better. But he runs very hard, just like Jacobs in between the tackles. And it's easy to see why they were one of the best pairings in the country. All right. Well, I know that, you know, a lot of the consensus guys, the guys that very early in the process were, where it seemed as though folks were saying, you know, these are going to be the guys that go in, in round one. And then kind of the process started to play out. And it seemed like a lot of the top guys just really tested out with dreadful athleticism. But then as pro day season got going, it seemed like there were a lot of smaller school guys, maybe guys who weren't invited to the combine, just kind of popping out of nowhere with prototypical size and like, really gaudy athletic numbers uh, as you were going through and looking at things, I guess, and we get into day three where you're really starting to get those lottery tickets. What are the guys that you, I guess, who are the guys, excuse me, that, that you were looking at in that range that would be uh, you know, someone you think could maybe come in and, and, and be that lotto ticket type of running back for your team? Yeah. So there's quite a few in this class. I think Darwin Thompson from Utah state is one that definitely could be that. Um, what's his name from Denver? His name escapes me. Philip Lindsay type of running back uh, that could come in, wasn't invited to the combine, but has fantastic production. Now he's a bit smaller, only 5'8", 200 pounds. So he's right around that same range as Lindsey. He didn't put up quite the production that Lindsey did when he was coming out, but his numbers were really good. And he has that short 
area and quickness that you're looking for can catch out of the backfield. So he definitely is a guy that can be involved in both phases. Um, another name that I do like uh, is Travion Williams from Texas A&M, led the SEC in rushing last year. He's actually my sixth-ranked running back, I believe, right now. So really excited about him. Now, he's not necessarily a guy that is straight line fast. He's more of a long strider that covers ground. But I think if he's the second guy in the committee or that complimentary type of back out of the backfield, I think he definitely could be a great added addition to somebody's backfield. All right. And uh, I guess bring us home. Is there anyone else we should be looking at that you uh, that you like at the end of the draft? Uh, Devin Azigbo. He kind of caught some steam as the year went along, though. Went down to the East-West Shrine game in St. Pete, uh, Florida, and really showed out down there. Scored a touchdown. Only had 14 rushing yards. But he was really efficient. Uh, throughout the game when he did get those carries and leading up to the game in the weeks of practice he really had a great week put a great week together so he's more your bigger type of bruising back 5'11 uh, right around 225 pounds that's built really well he's really well put together uh, so he could be an added addition now he does need to answer some questions as far as can he catch out of the backfield but when they did allow him to do that he showed to have some decent hands but he's not a guy that you're going to ask to run those Alvin Kamara type of routes that I like to say, but if he's asked to run quick swings or it, as long as you keep it under 10 yards with him, I think he can be efficient. But once you start getting those patterns where he's matched up one-on-one -on -one with linebackers and option routes and all that stuff, that's not really his call, his calling card. But if you're asking him to run screens or just dumping it off to him quick to where there's not long distances to where he has to show that hand-eye coordination to catch the ball down the field, I think he'll be fine with that. So, Darwin Thompson and Devin Azigbo are definitely two guys that I do like, maybe in that fifth or sixth round range. Awesome. Well, uh, that that is it. That is all. That was nicely done. And, uh, you know, can't let you guys get out of here without reminding you, Draft Guide is dropping. By the time this podcast drops, it will have dropped. Make sure you go check that out. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Check it out. Support JR. Support a great cause. It is great content. You will not be disappointed. But, I mean, you know, it, it it makes for a quick podcast if we're doing one a day and day one's got none. So, uh, JR, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Listeners, thanks for sticking with us. And, uh, yeah, we will be back with you starting next week. Have a good one. <laughs>